Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milton put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bends it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It is your host Jed Zetzer with you alongside my co-host as always Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome to the show. How are we? Mate, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not a great weekend. We didn't start in great fashion on it a was, Friday night. It was a dismal weekend from a Carlton point of view. Um especially when Collingwood then get up the next night. Never helps. Um, no. It was a disastrous weekend, to put it lightly. But I never thought I'd say this. We were actually lucky that Essendon won oh, and beat Sydney. Big Bombers fans this weekend. So, Bolt, you've got two teams in the They've AFL. They've actually done us a couple of favours, Essendon. They have. St Kilda and Sydney. Now, you've got two teams in the AFL. And you've been... Yeah. You go for Carlton... And the ladder. You go for ladder FC. Every match, you <laughs> every match you message our group saying, "Yeah, we need this team to win." You've got it all worked out. Um, so Essendon winning put a smile on your face, I'm sure. Yes, no, it was good for my second club, the ladder. Um, and yeah, we've got some big games next week at Ladder Football Club headquarters. <laughs> we've got Sydney versus the Bulldogs, which is just a so who so up. who do we want to win that? We I, I think we want Sydney because it just puts you know we've got to focus. I'm kind of running with the mindset of just make the eight. I don't care where. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. I think we all are. So I think if the board, considering the Bulldogs are the team outside the eight, you don't want the team, the pack from outside getting closer to the pack coming in. Yeah. So So we want Sydney to just put them away. I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll get to that later Because in the we show. also would want the Bulldogs to beat St. Kilda the week after, but we don't want them winning both. Okay. So there's a lot of... <laughs> it gets tricky. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, we'll get to that later in the show. We're going to get straight into proceedings um, because this is a this is going to be a really difficult game to analyse, but I'm looking forward to it. We're going to just go straight into the uh, player analysis, starting off with the back line. Um, I want to start this show on a good note because I am anticipating there's going to be a lot of negatives. So let's start it on a good note. I thought Lewis Young was absolutely exceptional on Friday night against the Saints. Um held Max King to three goals, which was probably not just, indicative of the match that he played. But yeah, exactly. And King never looked like that real focal point, did he, for most of the night? No. Nah. And did, he kicked some... Che- did he, yeah. kick, did he, he kicked a junk time goal. Yeah, look, he didn't look as dangerous as what we know he can be in the air as such, mm. you know, close to goal. Yeah, look, I thought Young got no, the no, better Young, of him comfortably. I, I agree. Young did well, but I guess that's why King's going to be such a really good young player, because if it's not your night, you can still hit the scoreboard. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I thought Young was really good. As in, Young has really stood up this year. I think he's now leading the comp in spoils. Mm. Um, and he is just... He'll he, get his mate back next week in Jacob Wiedering, and that's going to benefit everybody. He's having a marvellous year, Lewis Young. He really is. I think it's fair to say that he's really exceeded expectations no doubt and he's one of our it's crazy to say he's become one of our most important players like if Lewis yeah. Young went down we'd be done oh yeah well, this, we know the story with the key backs at the moment but yeah so now Lewis Young's been crucial uh, Brody Kemp came uh, came up against Tim Membry yeah this was an interesting one because I, I, I'll be honest I actually thought Kemp played okay um but, you know, when you concede four goals in a match like this, which is only decided by two, um, yeah, it it's, doesn't look great on paper. Look, Membry was outstanding for yeah. St. Kilda. And at the end of the day, like Brody Kemp was responsible for that. Yeah. It's t- like, look, I, I know, we know, we all know Kemp's playing out of his weight division at the moment. Yeah. He's, you know, playing by, not by want, just by need, really. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I do think he's kind of getting a little bit better aerially. I think he's competing a bit better. I thought he was okay. 
but yeah, he just, you know what, he was playing on a much better opponent. and Exactly. I guess we're lucky that didn't happen the week before too. And, and you're right, Membry gets a hold of us whenever we play them. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, that's something we've he, struggled I think with. He's, I think he averages the most goals per game against the Blues across mm, his career. Yeah. Um, now, the next back we'll move on to, Lockie Plowman. Um, and, we, and we'll just start off by saying we've acknowledged a number of times on this show that we actually think he's had a pretty good year. Um, but me personally, I thought he lowered his colours on Friday night. He had a poor night. He'll see next week in Perth for sure, but he had a poor night. Yeah. He just, I think he went back to, he's actually been quite secure. Mm. He's been calm. And there was a lot of panic from Plowman on Friday night. He just, I, I don't know what his issue was, but he just, he really just, I think he just struggled to get comfortable in the game. Mm. He wasn't great. Yeah, and look, the St Kilda Smalls, I think they got five goals out of Higgins and Butler, and I'm not saying that was you know off Plowman directly because Plowman was taking the resting Ruckman a lot as well, but he just looked a little lost on Friday night, Plowman. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm sort of thinking how we... Uh, let's just quickly get the easy ones out of the way. Adam Saad, brilliant as per usual. Brilliant. Close to best on for us, if not best on. Um those little dainty no, kicks to clearly, Charlie he was Kerno. Clearly our best player. Those little dainty kicks to Charlie Kerno inside fifty. He did two of them. Yep. Just he's exceptional. He really is. And it was nice to hear the wolf back at the The Wolf. It was really back. And, and it was constant. Shout out to it was the, I think it was the Jumper Punch boys no, who got was, that completely organized. So shout out to Paolo and the guys there. Um Paolo's a great man. He's come on our show and yep. no, they've done a brilliant really job Saad. in bringing Oof. back the wolf. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. But I think Saad yeah, you'd almost have to say he's going to be right up there in the best and fairest at the moment. Definitely. If he's not winning it, you know, he's... Speaking of, uh, the other halfback flank in the Australian team, Sam Doherty. I didn't think it was a great night for him. Okay, I well, think elaborate. Was... Well, I just don't think he really asserted himself as that interceptor. I don't think he really had much control of the game. And it's I, fair. I actually didn't think he was a factor at all. So... When you look at the stat sheet, he's only at 22, which is down on his usual numbers, which is always around the 30 mark. But the number that stands out to me is two marks. No, it is. Because he usually takes 10 plus. Yeah. No, um, it wasn't a great night. And I looked at, I think it was during the third quarter. I'm actually looking now at what the final um, stat was. But it, at, during the third quarter, it came up on the screen that St. Kilda had had like 40 more marks than yeah. us. And that just indicates complete control of the game. Oh, and it was. And we were... And you look now, the final numbers in killed out 113 marks. We had 81. So that's usually that's usually flipped. Yeah, we usually it, control games and, like and that. And that comes back to the coaching because the disrespect that was shown to Jack Sinclair for the entire night was a monstrosity. Oh. And, you know, Brad Hill was doing what he wanted in the first half as well. Um, yeah, they just had complete control across halfback. They really did. Um, even Marshall went to town. You know, Billings owned his wing as well. Well, yeah, I think... So... Yeah, I think the one there... You know, obviously, Marshall. And so did Wayne Game Miller. He owned oh, his he wing as well. Brilliant for them. Um, so he's you know, he's going to be a good player. That's, that's where they got control from. Yeah, but yeah, I think, and we'll touch on Jackson. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think it was a Doherty night. It, it just no, nah, it wasn't. I think if you had to do a rolling Australian team now, I've taken him out of my team. I reckon. Oh, that's ridiculous! After oh, one bad game. No, no, I think it was out last week. I just think, I think it's Sinclair and Sard. So interesting. It's look. There's a lot of halfback flankers. Like Bailey Dale's going to go close as well. Mm. There's there's a lot of them you could put in, but it'll be tough. It's, it's going to be quite. That's going to be an interesting night. But yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't think it was a great. Do you night not feel? Dominic. And we'll speak about this later in the year. But do you not feel like we could get very hard done by an Australian night? Oh, we always do. Like Wiedering won't make it. He won't make no, it anymore. Probably not. Just because he's missed games, and I just have a feeling that. I actually think Saad could get best on in every game we play for the rest of the year and he still won't make it. He just doesn't get recognition around oh, the league. I reckon he is. You reckon he's starting to get the recognition? Yeah. Like, I don't think... I, I think Doc will make it. I think it. he's making people talk, Saad. Okay. He's, he's been amazing. Yeah, he's been ridiculous. Um, all right, Nick Newman, he's having a great year, Bob. Great year. I act, yeah, no, I thought... He, he was, was one of our better players I as well. he was in our top five. He's just... He, he's, his kicking's just improved, you know, through the roof, hasn't it? You know, I think he's really just... he He's a player that's looking 
way more comfortable in the team defensively, offensively. He's taking the game on. He that's has, that's no, been the big difference I've noticed. He is playing really good footy for us, Newman. Yeah, he um, is. Can't complain with no, he was good again on Friday night. Um the other one that I was gonna mention So Nunes played in the back. So, yeah, sorry, that was the one. Okay. So this so, I just want to go from the outset and say I think this is the most appalling team selection we've had all year. So we can start this on... Well, we, so we learned of jo- the severity of Jordan Boyd's injury. Yes, so he's, he's going to... We did not expect that. No. Well, and, I, I didn't even know he got subbed off on the day last week. So he's looking. We, it's looking like he's going to be out for the year. Yeah, so he, let's say he doesn't play again this year. So at that point, when Jordan Boyd goes out, I think every Carlton fan would have just assumed... Because we've played like this the entire season, it'd be the next man up mantra, which yeah. is Liam Stocker. Yeah, I think everyone was kind of on board with that, and everyone knew Adam Chera was going to come back in, and we thought mm, someone's going to be stiff from around the ground. Yeah, I think that was the consensus. Yeah, and we saw the change. There was Boyd out, Chera in. So you're thinking, oh, okay. Well, they're bringing Higgins back in, and we've gone a small defender short here. What's going to happen? And they shuffled the cards and they moved Nunes to the back pocket and Chera to like a half-back flank as such. A wing half-back flank. Yeah. It was, it was, he did get most of his possessions on the defensive side. And let's be frank here. It was, Nunes isn't a back pocket. Like, seriously? Yeah, that was, yeah. For me, this is the most like, bemusing match committee decision of the year for and, us and because really they've gone complete before. they've gone right against the mantra of next man up they've just gone nah we don't rate Stocker to play this game let's shuffle our wingman into I, the back I pocket. just don't think they knew who else to drop well yeah it would have been stiff on honey but he was the clear man he would have been the one um but I'll, I'll just say as well just for a minute um like we can't like Nunes was playing completely out of position so I don't want to have a go at him. No, but in this, in the same sentence, he got absolutely smashed. Yeah, oh, like Higgins smashed. and Butler. Sorry, they got four between them. Higgins and Butler. I'm telling you, three. I know. I know for a fact that three of those four were directly on Nunes. The fourth could have possibly been on maybe a plowman or someone else. But there was one goal which just pissed me off when it was crunch time in the game, ball up in the middle of the ground, and Nunes overcooked it. He ran. He ran. He ran to try and get into the around the ball, and it went over his head. He had left Butler out the back, and Butler kicked a goal. And that's just not having the awareness. And I guess that's a brain fade from him. He's used to playing that way. But yeah, the, the, Nunes was absolutely terrible, to be honest, in the back pocket. And For, I, and it's not his fault. That's not his position. Can be a very simple game. You play your assets. You play your players who are the assets of our club to their strengths. Yeah. Jack Nunes' strengths penetrating the ball, meters gained inside 50, that link between midfield and the forward line. Yeah. And he's not going to be able to do that from the back pocket. No. It was a silly move. And you know what? They've probably thrown him under the bus because off the back of that, he'll probably be dropped for Stocker next week. Mm, They've completely thrown him under the bus. They have. It it was a bit unfair. It really was. And we can speak about Chera because I'd almost add him to that back group. Chera, let's not beat around the bush. Chera was terrible. Is it fair to say he was bottom three for us on the night? I think he was... Uh, you could argue he was our worst player. And, you know, you can argue... People yeah, I'll, was, people I'll, yeah was, I'll say he was bottom three. People yeah. will say, oh, he was underdone, he shouldn't have come... Well, the fact of the matter is they deemed him fit to play and yeah. he was absolutely oh, no, no. dreadful. Yeah, and he might have been underdone, but and he played was, and he was terrible. He was completely... He was solely responsible for one of Ryder's goals. Yeah, which, oh my God, oh my which God. Which got you out of your seat. Yeah, shit. Um, Christ. Um, yeah, Chera... Yeah, he was ter- yeah, <laughs> he was terrible, and you know what? I think Chera at the moment, he's had I could off the top of my head, he's probably had three or f- he's had four very very good games for us: Richmond, Freo, Hawthorne, Collingwood. Freo, Collingwood. Yeah, four very very good games. Yeah, but other than that, he's probably just been, been a number. He's been bang on average. He's just been another <clears throat> midfielder, really. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. We've seen how good he is. As in, we know how good he is when he's on. But and, and look, look, he's not. Just we'll make it clear. We're not worried at all no, about Adam Chera in no, the no, field. No. He's going to be. He has had an underwhelming season. He has, but I think that we forget that. Yes, we brought him in as a star, but we do forget that he's very young and he's going to be a serious player. 
No, I've first got, year at a new football I've club. Got no doubt of his ability. I'm just saying for the yeah, sake yeah, of this yeah. podcast, when we're assessing Friday night, yeah, yeah, game, oh, he had a bad Friday oh, night. Yeah, yeah, oh, not just a bad Friday yeah. night. He was dreadful. No, it may as well have been Friday the 13th for him. Yeah, but look, once again, he'll go back to Perth next week, and he played really well there couple months ago that was so, his best game probably yeah, for the so club hopefully it's bounce back time there and, you know, I think they just got to get him on the ball yeah no they do um, so yeah that was you know that what, was you just a really if bad you, I've decision just thought, I've just thought of this now for the first time in retrospect you might disagree with me and I'm not saying it's the right or wrong call but would they not have considered maybe playing Hewitt in the back line he played a lot of footy there at the Swans I know he's been such a good presence for us at nah, you centre can't, stoppages he's He's probably been our best clearance player this year. Yeah, like, yeah, no, you could no, argue no, no. ahead of Cripps. No, no, yeah, no doubt. You can't move that guy out. Um, no, no. Speaking of, we'll get we'll get on to Hewitt because I think he also had a poor night. Just, I don't know what it is at the moment. I think. Well, let's be so honest. Hewitt, our midfield is un, is is having a low month. It really is. They, were, they worked really, really hard against. Fr- I really no, enjoyed they were the way brilliant they against, against Freo, Freo, but the Collingwood game, the Essendon game, it's, it's, it, this the Richmond gonna, game, I don't the St Kilda, this, it just is it. Does it sound wrong if I say they've just got to kick the ball a little bit more? I feel like they just overdo it. They put themselves into these really troublesome situations. I, I don't know. I I, I, I disagree, just because I think. We look our best when we get those handball no, no, chains I, I, going. I agree. The, the the chains going forward, but I think around the packs, it's a, it's a little bit over the top sometimes. Well, there but, was there was a moment, <laughs> there were a few moments where I was just shouting, "Just kick it!" Because it was the one where Hewitt got tackled on the half back line for us, flung a handball out back, yeah. and then we conceded a goal straight away. Yeah, and that I, for me was just kick the ball long. Yeah, I don't think Hewitt was bad. It was just a bit. Well, he was off. Yeah. You know, he's set a standard. He's been ridiculous this season. He's having a crazy good year. He's probably having a career best year. Yeah. And he just had an off night, but still got 22. Yeah. Um, I thought Matt Kennedy was outstanding. I thought he was very good he as was, well. He was one who definitely didn't lower his colours. And he kicked two big-time goals he for did. us. He was... Yeah, he's... Yeah, we say it all the time, but he's just turning into some sort of ridiculous player. It's it's amazing, his transformation. And the amazing thing about him is he's only 25, so he's going to hit his peak yeah, in a few years. And the years. amazing thing is, once again, only 66% game time. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's brilliant, Matt Kennedy. Um, Cripps. So I thought Cripps was good. Cripps was good, but there was a moment where he just... Oh, I can't explain my feeling... There was just a moment where we needed him. I feel like it was towards the... When was it when St Kilda really just buried us? Like halfway, 20 minutes into the fourth? Yeah, probably after the stretcher came out, really. Yeah. See, after the stretcher came out, I couldn't tell you one Patrick Cripps disposal. Yeah. And I just think in the crunch moment of the match, like I always... When it's crunch, I'm looking for Cripps Walsh. You know, those are our two boys... And Cripps, yes, he had a good game. And yes, he probably had his best game for a month or two. But... Oh, I feel like he's been playing good footy. Maybe not well, just, great footy. Just not the Brownlow medal winning footy that he was playing for the first eight weeks. Correct. Um, but yeah. He, 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 seemed like he had 31 and 8 clearances. Like yeah. he was good on the, I thought he was good on the night. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Just in the big moment he's at probably, the end. Probably maybe he's not hitting the scoreboard as much as he was the first couple of months. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, he was well, kicking two goals a week. Yeah. Um... Walsh, another brilliant performance. The only thing I'll say about Walsh, and we've actually mentioned it on the show already this year, but he's kicking. His kicking let him down again, I he's, thought. Yeah, he's got to take a little bit more care with the ball, Walsh. But As it, I say that, I'm looking at 85% yeah. disposal efficiency. <laughs> it, it counts as an effective kick when it goes over 40 metres with champion data. Okay. But, yeah. I, anyway. I, like, Walsh, yeah, just has to take a little bit more care with the footy. No, like, and he was you, still you, brilliant. You, you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't pick on Walsh no. at the moment. Um, the wingers... Because he was probably our second best behind Saad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on. I'm not, I'm, I still yeah. said he was brilliant. Yeah, just yeah. a couple kicks that he could have been a bit cleaner with. Um, so, there's. we'll start off with Cottrell. Yep. So, at halftime, we sat down together and we both looked at each other and said, he's probably been our best player of the first half. He was brilliant in the first half, Cottrell. His first half was exceptional. He hit the scoreboard. He's going he to was. Uh, he's officially lost the Australian jacket. The Medi sub, the Medi sub of the season. But in saying that, I reckon he had maybe two disposals after half time. Well, he went to tag Brad Hill after half time. 
Did he? Yeah. Oh, well, that explains because I was going to say Brad Hill demolished us in the first half and yeah. we didn't see him in the second half. Well, he half. went to Hill after half time. Did they pick the wrong one? Oh, maybe. But... No. Nah, actually, don't, was... I actually don't think they picked the wrong one. Yeah. Hill... Hill, either way, Hill either way, was the other one, one. going to get off the yeah. chain. But Hill was the one in the first half when he had the ball. Oh. Yeah, just drive. It yeah. was one way with yeah. Hill. No, nah, I actually right. I respect that performance then from Cottrell in the no, second I, half. I, yeah, I think it's very tough to... I, I think Cottrell's playing really good footy. He hit the scoreboard again. Good footy. Um, yeah. Um, I'm proud of him. Lockie O'Brien. Oh, I never thought I'd hear you say you're proud of him. I am because I thought he... And I'm happy to say it. I couldn't believe he wasn't delisted. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Lockie O'Brien? Yeah. Um, He had... How many touches? I think he had 12. 12. Yeah, so definitely low on his output the last couple weeks. Um, I don't know. I sort of left the ground thinking he played okay. He just... There were, oh, you know what it wings, was? Our wings got smashed. No, they did. They got absolutely pummeled. But there were some moments. Like, for example, that mark. That mark in the forward line where he just had four eyes on the ball. He could have got knocked out there. And that's something that he's grown on because he hasn't... He That was his knock. I think his knock was that he didn't like body contact, didn't put his body on the line. That was putting your body on the line, head over the ball, took an, took an amazing mark. And then the grass cutter of the week found Hewitt, but I think Hewitt ended up missing it. Was it Hewitt? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 it You was. said at the time, that's it the was. grass cutter of the week. Yeah, but I think there was a better kick on the night, which we'll touch on. But it wasn't, o- it wasn't O'Brien. It wasn't O'Brien that was one. his grass was, cutter yeah, of the no, week. That was his. But uh, yeah, and then there was that rundown on Brad Hill, which true, was exceptional true, yeah. as well. I just think he had moments, O'Brien, yeah. which made me leave the night thinking he actually played okay. Yeah. Um, moving into the forward line, and we'll, we'll get to the Ruckman afterwards. Okay. Because I sense that... Uh, that is what you'd like to talk about, and that's oh, no, what people can, would like talk, to... You can talk about it. Oh, I will. I will, definitely. Um, and actually, we'll, we'll speak about Zach Fisher quickly, because I thought that he played a lot of midfield as well. Um, I wasn't happy with Fisher on Friday night. Really? No. How come? I thought it was a pretty lazy performance. Yeah. You, you did say on the night that when he didn't have the ball, he wasn't moving. No. Yeah. I think he takes the stand rule very literally when he's on the mark. <laughs> he does. I don't know. He just a lot of times when you you know you'd pan at the back of the center square. He was one of those plays in the midfield group that wasn't really you know working that hard going back. I and he, we know he's got those tendencies. You know he's one of those plays that he you know he's real when he's up and about we're really really good mm. and maybe it's the other way around <clears throat> when we're up and about he's really really yeah, good yeah yeah and it probably is that way but yeah I thought Fisher was a I didn't think it was a great night for him. Yep, that's fair enough. Um, forward line. Jesse Motlop, unbelievable, I thought. Yes. I think that's probably his best game. Oh, no doubt. Um, no doubt. He's a player, Bolt. We've got a player he's there. some brilliant goals. We've got a player there. There's no doubt about it. Had seven score involvements, three goals. We've got a player there. Yep. Two tackles inside 50, so he's filling that void for Matt Owies, who I think is still leading the comp, even after his two weeks out oh, for tackles inside 50. But, uh, yeah, look. I know, Motlop was great. He oozes class, electricity. Yeah. He's got a bit of got a bit of character. Oh, oh no. He's overtaken him. No. He hasn't been overtaken, but Dylan Moore and Nick Holman have leveled him at 26 each. Yikes. But Owies has missed two games, so... Oh, we, per may, game, we may have to change the narrative to, yeah, average. Per, average per game. He averages two. The next best is 1.8 with Cozzy Pickett. But, yes, um... I thought that Motlop was absolutely outstanding. Oh, as in that goal in the... Was it the second quarter? Where he was legged. Where, yeah, in, where he basically oh. yeah, got legged. It was unbelievable. Yeah. He's going to be an exceptional player. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope so. He's Look, I think for a small forward who's as lightly built as he is, yeah. he hasn't filled out yet, no. to you know be able to impact at this level. In, yeah. That was his fourth game, was it? Yeah. yeah, no, he's going well. Corey Durden didn't hit the scoreboard. Oh, no, but his fifth game, sorry. He didn't hit the scoreboard, Dirds, but I didn't think it no, mattered. He, he, he had, was he had some good moments. So he only had ten touches, but he had seven score involvements, and I think that that will tell you enough about his night. There were a couple moments. There was that goal that he really oh, should have kicked fuck. on halftime. Yes, yeah, I forgot about that. But other than that, I actually thought he had a really good first half, and we say it every week. But when he gets the ball, it's just clean. It's just clean. It's nice. He creates, and yeah. 
Michael Voss said it himself. Hitting the scoreboard is not the only thing that we're looking for with our small forwards. Well, it's, it's almost a bonus. It's not what they're measured by, exactly. But like, we would like them hitting the scoreboard. <clears throat> Definitely. You know, we do. But as in, you know, Motlop kicked a few. So yeah. he contributed on that part, probably on their behalf, really. Absolutely. But no, Durden's still at good moments. Honey. Well, we're going to have to have a hard conversation yeah, here. I, th- I think he's, he's going to go back to the twos. Oh, you reckon? Well, I, well oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh. I th- I think that they're definitely going to play one of him and Martin, and if Martin's not fit, then maybe he won't. Nah. You know why I always uh, you know why Honey's been a bit annoying because he hasn't really provided that aerial presence that he did last year at any point over the last fortnight either. Well, I think he just he hasn't really added anything to the team. No, as in, I, I was just going to say he hasn't got near it. I think that's the main thing is he hasn't really got near the ball. In saying that, he that that goal assist yeah, to Jesse gr- Motlop was brilliant. was outstanding. Was but great. that's but that's a flash of what he can do. But we only saw it once. Yeah, I don't think he'll be seeing Sunny Perth. Um, the key forwards. I think this was a really disappointing night. Charlie could have kicked five. He kicked one. Um, and yeah, just so unlike Charlie to be missing those set shots, which he's just nailed all year. Well, the the, the whole team really Hewitt. To Conning, you know, obviously Kerno, Mackay missed a couple. I thought H was good. Did Silvani miss as well? Yeah, that's, you yeah. know what? Absolute crap. Yeah, some of the set, and it's contagious and it's deflating. You know, that patch in the third quarter where we were so on top. Well, we should have put the game to bed and couldn't. I think, yeah, it was just, just really frustrating. Um, really, really frustrating. Jack Silvani had an off night. Terrible night. Um, Definitely his worst performance of the year. Yeah. But, you know, we know what type of player he is. I love is. Sauce. Um, bad, bad night. I, th- I just think, you know, yeah, Harry was good. But, you know, I thought Harry was good. Let's get to the Ruckman bolt. Um, I think that's the other 21 players analysed. Yeah, we've gone through everyone. Um, what do you think? Well, it was never going to be easy. Because arguably, probably the game's second best tap Ruckman behind Nat and Newey was back in the team. Yep. And then there's Rowan Marshall to contend with. Oh, I'll just say it. I'll just say it. I thought that Rowan Marshall and Paddy Ryder were the clear two players for St Kilda that won them the game. I'll put it as simply as that. You know, you could argue that Sinclair was better than them on the night. You could argue possibly, I thought Zach Jones was good. I thought Brad Hill was good. But Rowan Marshall and Paddy Ryder, their presence around the ground, they hit the scoreboard. Rowan Marshall... How many marks did he take? Twelve. Twelve. That's what really drives me up the wall. Because I've said it before, <clears> I get it, that DeConning's not a big boy. I get it, that he's not going to be physically imposing at stoppages. But use your, what everyone tells me, this aerobic athletic ability to motor yourself around the ground. He's being led to the ball by these people. You know, DeConning can never dictate a game in the ruck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my Twitter feed was very, very noisy last week about everyone getting into me after he played a really good half of footy against the Dockers. Well, it was silent this week because he was completely outplayed. Yeah. I'll stop there. Marshall and Ryder were very good. DeConning wasn't. He actually had a good first quarter, DeConning, I thought. But the other guys were good as well. But I actually thought DeConning was okay in the first quarter. His first quarter was good, but they were good as well. And then after quarter time, I'm, yeah, I, there's yeah. no there's no other way to say it. He got absolutely smashed. 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 It was, it was a young boy playing with men. That's what it looked like. And yeah, it was just... Yeah, I, I was... I haven't had much... I haven't had much of an opinion, really, on DeConning. I don't know. I just haven't really felt the need to analyze him that seriously because I think that a Ruckman who's played 20 games like what do you expect Ruckman takes so long but this week it's simply it literally lost us the game it's his like, fifth year of footy he's been in the team now for about two and a half years for, for a bloke <clears throat> who we all think played is played 25 some, games yeah, I, I, get, I get it I get it but he averages less than three marks a game and averages a mark inside 50 once a fortnight mm. it's not good enough at all well, thank God we've got Mark Pittenet back. Yeah. And, like, he won't be. But to Conning, he should just... It should just be a straight swap. No, I don't see... No, I don't necessarily want him out of the team. I don't. Because we... After we, Friday night. No, because we looked I good. Can't, 
I early, can't handle DeConning against Natanui. Well, yeah, but earlier in the year, we looked good with <clears> DeConning <throat> playing that in-between role, kind of like how Marshall's been playing at St. Kilda. And look, the only thing that DeConning might have, and this is where I'm going to get really frustrated if it doesn't go to plan, Natanui does not have any sort of a tank at the moment. Like, DeConning would want to be running miles, like just chalking up kilometers next Sunday yeah. and really taking Natanui to places he would not want to be going to. Mm. Then that's going to be the real test of Tom DeConning as a really, you know, senior ruckman by, you know, let's dictate, you know, play to your strengths and let's dictate the ruck battle on his terms. Yeah. Well, that's all the 22 analysed best and fairest votes. Can I just speak about the coach for a second? Yeah. So... I love that Carlton's got an identity. You know, we play with an identity. There's a clear brand of footy. I'm not sure if I said it on the podcast before the start of the year, but I definitely told you, I was listening to an interview before the start of the year on SEN between Michael Voss and Dwayne Russell. And Dwayne Russell asked Vossie the question, what brand is your Carlton going to play with? And he said the brand would play with, but he was really, really open about it. And in the same sentence, he said he doesn't care if teams know how we play, because he backs us in. He says, if we play the way we want to play, he backs us in to win with it, no matter who we play. Yeah. And that's great. But I I think we're too easy to coach against at the moment because the last five or the last five weeks, if you notice, we've lost three of them, we've won two of them. They've all been quite dour games, quite slow games. Like the Essendon and Freo weren't, natural Carlton wins. They were slow games. Yeah. As soon as these teams clog up the space and don't let us really move the ball frenetically and make us have to go a bit more static and have to kick up the line. and So once we lose that flow and teams defend the ground really well against us, we're shot. We, ha- we have to win when the game's going quick. Mm. And I think we've been outcoached four times this year. And I'm not sure if it's a coincidence or not. And we won one of the games we're outcoached in. We're one and three in games I think we've been outcoached in. Which are the four? The <clears> Hawthorne <throat> game. Yeah. The Richmond game, the second time round. Yeah. Collingwood and St Kilda. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a coincidence, but all four of those coaches are disciples of Alistair Clarkson. I'm not sure if that's a coincidence or not, but <laughs> they all come from the Clarkson factory of coaching. And we were our coaches in Richmond did the same thing as what St Kilda did. From the outset, there was a man behind the ball. Yeah. So getting so getting into the leading channels and because we move the ball so quickly, so, you look up and there's a spare man back. So I think, you know, Wilkie did really well at times. Webster did it really well at times. Jones was owning 45 to 80 out on their defensive side. As in St. Kilda and you know, Richmond did it, it, smashed us two weeks ago with it with Broad and Vlaston. Yeah. It's becoming a bit too predictable to coach against. And that's why in the earlier parts of the year, Sydney, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide got really close to beating us after all so far ahead because it's like, Oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. If we change the way this, the tempo of the game, they're going to stop scoring because Carlton find it really hard to score when the game's so slow. So I think we're a bit easy to play so against. So you reckon the there's a recipe? I think there's a to, clear recipe. There's a clear recipe on how to stop us. I think our best footy's brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but it's to the naked eye, it's very obvious how to stop, stop it. it. Yeah. You just slow the tempo down. Yeah. And you slow the scoring. Yeah. It is hard to do, though. Very hard to, and that's why we're a good because we've look, we've won ten games, so it's not like I'm not saying it's an, a catastrophe or anything. I'm just saying it, it's something I've picked up on. As soon as the game gets slow, we struggle. Yep, that's fair. Um, no, it's really good insight, and you know it's going to be interesting to see how teams play against us. Like West Coast, they probably, you know, if McGovern plays, it probably becomes tough. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll get onto that soon. Three, two, one on the night, bro. Definitely Sard Walsh Kennedy for me in the order of three, two, one. Okay, I'll go. I'll go Sard Walsh Lewis Young. Thought Young was brilliant. Um, definitely deserves some love. Um, all right, Twitter questions, and then we'll get onto team changes and preview next week's game. Uh, there's a lot of Twitter questions. We'll get through as many as we possibly can. Um, let's have a look where we're going to start. So I think we should start with this one. 
Um, yeah, this is interesting. So Bjorn picked up on what you picked up on with Chera. Says, why did Chera play down back the whole game and looked underdone? Did we let that one slip past or did he just have a bad game? Guess we've touched on it. But yeah, it is interesting to see that other people also picked up on the fact that he played, you know, a more defensive game. Um, Anthony said, went from playing almost a perfect game until... Play- Sorry, went from playing an almost perfect game to playing an utter garbage game. Right from the start, you knew they were going to lose. Very disappointing loss. It is time our players have goal-kicking practice on training day. Well, yeah, the goal-kicking <clears throat> was a joke. But yeah, they didn't look great from the outset. Um, Jace Smith says, It feels like we shot ourselves in the foot. We had it to win and blew it. Was it our bad kicking for goal or was it more than that? Um, it was. Look, the, go- the bad goal-kicking obviously doesn't help at all. But there was more than that. I thought we were outplayed, you know, around the ground. You know, St Kilda might... Yeah, I thought St Kilda were just better than us. We were sloppy. We mm. were, yeah. Michael Cerevolo says, Even as poorly as we played, we should have won that. I counted six to seven turnovers that turned straight into goals. A lot of them kicks into the middle. High risk, low reward. What were we thinking? Is, oh. the instruct- is that instructed? Or did we just crumble under the pressure? It That's probably, a great it, tweet. It, it, it would be the because there were three goals off the boot of Young, O'Brien, and Chera, where they went these cross field kicks into really vulnerable positions, bang goal, all three of them. And Plowman did one as well, which St Kilda missed. And I'm sure it's an instruction: get the ball moving, get it, you know, through the corridor, route one footy, get your twin towers involved. But sometimes the kick's just not there. I don't mm. really mind if the execution doesn't come off because you know it's a it's a poor kick everyone makes errors throughout the game but when the when it's a footy iq thing and the kick's actually not on like the o'brien one was an absolute joke yeah um yeah no it's frustrating walshy and sticks says really bad execution and while it may have looked like we were outrun i reckon the no weedering in pitonet and a third tall down back is what really hurt us tonight Kemp could have been the third tall, but he isn't there to be the second tall yet. I really like this tweet no because doubt. I think that if you had Weedering to the team, I don't think you get seven goals between Membry and King. And you also probably don't get four goals between Higgins and Butler because Plowman would have played that role. Um, I also like this tweet because, yes, if, if you have Pitternet, then, yeah, we do match their two Ruckman. It's two on two instead no, of a one on two. And we've acknowledged and, that And, they yes, are... Kemp is the second tall. It hurts. Oh, no, of course. As in, as in our, we all know the injury crisis, and we've acknowledged that they are two huge parts of our puzzle, yeah. Pitternet and Weedering. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, James Belcher said, Our defensive lines were broken all night due to panic when we became hunted. Have you found this to be a trend from previous years that still haunts us? Yeah, I guess so. Um, Brian Dalgleish said, The ball bounced the wrong way all night for us, but we still only lost by 15 points. The midfield did get smashed, though. What is broken in the midfield for the last month or so? Do we need to rotate the likes of Hayes, Dow, Setterfield just to manage our core mids? Well, it's hard to say we need to manage them because we need to win. So you want your best players in the park. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel the midfield sometimes play a bit selfishly, not as a midfield collective. They play as midfielders. Um, but yeah. Lock Egg said, this is an interesting tweet. It says, are we slipping into the trap of playing too many mids, meaning a handful of playing out of position? Chera well, in for a defender threw us out of the mix, coupled up with the fact that you can only select two of O'Brien, Cottrell, and Nunes, and then you'd play, Nunes played back. Well, that is precisely what happened on Friday night. The team changes were just... Yeah. Bring your best 22 players on the list in. Yeah, not, rather than... Not replace Jordan Boyd. Yeah. Pat Green said, We gifted them numerous goals on turnover, and we butchered our own shots at goal. Any chance we could show some forward craft with two big units... Um, McKay's McKay 11 centimetres taller than his opponent and we just continuously bomb high and long to both of them on top of each other yeah well I think that was as a result of St Kilda defending really well like they 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 flooded the back line which we spoke about Um, I guess that's what Frio did against us in the early parts of last week as well yeah and and, and you look at Fremantle and St Kilda the last two weeks a lot of their scores have come from really open uh, I think St Kilda walked the ball into the goal square three or four times so it was just it was it was open for business every time St Kilda went forward. 
Cameron Forsyth says, why did we allow St. Kilda to have extra numbers on the defensive side of stoppages when they had a clear advantage in the ruck? We were well and truly beaten by Ryder and Marshall. It's a great question, and I guess that's sort of, you know, what we've been speaking about is the fact that we obviously got smashed in the ruck, but also, you know, Hill and Sinclair just dominated, and Zach Jones as well. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, that was, I think, a point of the game where we were just clearly outcoached in. Um, Ewan Morden says, what does Voss say behind closed doors? Is it an absolute roast? Is it look at the positives somewhere in between? What would you say during the Monday review? God, I, look, I don't think he's, I don't think it's a roast because, you know, it was a poor performance, but we don't have to go overboard here because it was just a bad night. But yeah, I think there's a few plays that need a bit of a, just go through some footage and get it, yeah. Get a reality check. Damon Mule, the great man, says, 10-18 under the roof, give me a spell. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. Well, it's a joke. It's a great tweet. It's a great tweet. <laughs> um, and you'll be seeing Damon this week. Yeah, I've got the trip back to Perth. I'm so not excited to go either. Um, <laughs> just, you know when you just can't be bothered? Because it's the biggest. <laughs> it's the biggest. Like... Mm. I don't even know what the game... This is just the game that, like, you win and it's like, woo, and you lose and it's like, I'm going to belt someone outside the ground. Hayden French says, I hate to say it, but that was always on the cards. I think we were clearly outcoached. Marshall and Sinclair killed us. Some easy set shot misses really hurt us. One of our best wins was last week, sadly not backed up. However, Mutlop was outstanding. We need to play a lot better to beat West Coast. Yeah, we do. We do. West Coast are quite good today against Richmond. Mm. Uh, FDR says how is it that we looked so poor yet we probably should have won well I don't know if it's a positive or a negative I guess you know goal kicking changes the outcome of a game Yeah, but you've only got yourselves the blame for that and St Kilda made the most of their opportunities so good on them but yeah, look, the game was there to be won you know we were leading during the last quarter and this is a good tweet by Dom in the Den. He says, I think we were outcoached. We knew that they were going to come to play and yep. we literally let them dictate the intensity. Oh, we, we were not ready. Outcoached. Discuss. Oh, we were completely outcoached. We've said it. Yeah. And I was, I've been pretty hot on it. We were completely outcoached. And their intensity was great, St. Kilda. They hunted the ball better than us. They played really... We lost to St. Kilda last year, yeah? No, we when, beat them. When was there a game where we said that Radden just completely outcoached us? Yeah, was it the in year 2020 before? when he tagged Cripps and Doherty. Yeah, clearly outcoached us yeah, that game. Yeah. yeah. But um, then again, I could have outcoached David <laughs> Brady Park says, Nunes has had a role and had been playing it really well. Stocker not coming in for Boyd is head-scratching. Lost Nunes's drive and ability to be involved in scoring plays. That's actually a good point, which yeah, you haven't I- spoken about, is... The fact that Nunes well, is did. always... I said, I said that's his strengths, you know? Yeah, sorry, yeah, you, sorry, you did touch on that. Gain, I, we completely killed Nunes. Yeah. Brady Park also says Motlop looks a player at least. Yeah. Um, Shane Davis, have we been drinking our own bathwater this week? Yeah, I think they tend to do that a little bit. Gar- Garth McLaughlin wants to know, is TDK still worth a million a year? <laughs> he never was. Talbot Henry says, why do we always make Tim Membry look like Superman? He kicked five goals against us in an early similar loss in 2016. Ooh, that's winding back the clock. Well, mate, if anyone's going to remember it, it's you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the game. 2016. I can't remember. Christ. Hold on. You'll get that up. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll get it up in the meantime. While you do, Michael Cooney says, can we still win the flag? I don't think we will, but in the close nature of the competition, you're always a chance. But I always think you can't win it from outside the four, and I don't think we'll make the four, so I'm going to say we won't win it. There's been a lot of questions about Chera, a lot, um, and we've sort of touched on him, so we'll leave that there. I think that's it, Bolt, for Twitter questions this week. There's a lot that we haven't got to, but they're sort of similar to what we've been answering already. So, Blue Baggers, thank you as always for the Twitter questions. If you are tuning in, and you don't have Twitter and you'd like to ask us a question, um, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, We're on both, and we'll definitely get to those. Um, Bolt, while you look for that 2016 match... I found the game. I found the game. I don't quite remember it. What was the score? We lost by 32. 
Was Billings... I think Billings went nuts that game. Is that an Eddie had? Oh, I, yeah. Now I know the game. Yeah, Billings... Oh, it's when Carlisle and Murphy had that scuffle. Yeah, and Billings went mental yes, that yes, game. Yes, yes, Billings yes, was unbelievable yes, that yes, day. Yes, The early Saturday game. Yeah. Gotcha. I reckon yes, it was 115 five. to 85, something like that. Yeah, close. What was it? 110 to 78. Yeah, something like that. I remember that game. Um, Bolt, team changes. Had some great goal scorers that day. Yeah. Matty Wright kicked a couple. Everett. Lamb. Kaz Bolt kicked three. It's it's funny because you have got to sit back for a moment and just put the club into perspective. That's where we've come from. No doubt. Like, those names... Turning into Mackay and Kerno, Motlop, Cripps, Walsh. It's where we've come from. Bolt, team changes. Okay. You're the coach. Yep. You're the coach. What are I you was doing? Sometimes. <laughs> um, no, Vossi's had a great season. 66% winning record. Yeah. Chopped my right arm off for that at the start of the year. <laughs> um, well, Weedering will come in for Kemp. Yes. I think given that the opposition we're playing this week have some very scary players forward of the ball like Ryan and Rioli and Cripps who's been playing some very good football for West Coast I think Stocker will come in and unfortunately it's going to be at the expense of Nunes as unfortunate as that is for Jack I just think that will be the change Can I challenge you? Yep If they were prepared to play Nunes out of position this week why would they not do it again next week? play him forward of the ball and drop honey yep that's a great point is that fair it's a very fair point um i like it as well i like it i'm going to take that challenge on board <laughs> and i agree with it so honey gone no honey's gone oh honey was gone either way i'm yes. so sorry i'm so sorry it's really disappointing i think your honeymoon <laughs> period with honey he'll is- be right He'll be I right. I think it's come to an end. The honeymoon period's over, and now we've got to get to business here because we need performance. He'll, he'll be right. He'll be right. Well, I thought if he's I also was... out for, he's also missed half the year with injury. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll yeah, be yeah. right. We always defend our loved ones. Not um, worried about honey. He'll be right. Well, I think Owies will be okay to play this week as well. Oh, well, true. Owies is a massive in. I still think Nunes will go out. So I think Owies, Stocker, Wietering. Yep. For, for Honey, Newman, Kemp. Newman. Excuse you, Nunes. Oh, that's Nunes, <laughs> not Newman. Sorry. Um, I don't think Pittenet will get up. I don't know. Uh, I don't. If he does, what happens? Very interesting. <laughs> God. Um, I don't know. These are my team changes. Weedering for Kemp. Let's just lock in as one change. That's that's done. I think that we'll then have. So let's say if Pittenet's fit, well, I'll have Pittenet, Oes, and who was the other one you had in Stocker? I'm going Pittenet, Oes, and Stocker for Honey. Oh. I don't know who else there is to drop. Well, it's Honey, Nunes, and then there's one other. If Pittenet gets up, and it's prob. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to be the one to say it. No, don't say who I think you're saying. Who? No, you can say it. No, no. I'm not saying it. I refuse to say it. <laughs> well, if we're going to uphold some form of selection integrity here... I don't want to say it. Is it not Adam Chera? Well, that's... Yeah, I don't want to say it, but I think that... Yeah, they won't do it. No chance. I don't think... He, he, might, don't... Be, he might be out with soreness, though, or yeah. managed. He yeah, might well, be managed. Well, you never know at Carlson. <laughs> No, no, he'll be named on Thursday, out on the Friday. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I think, you know, Chera will play. I don't think Pitternet will play, but McGovern's going to play next week, probably at VFL level, which is very welcome news. That is. See, people speak about Pitternet and Weedering. They're not ready for the return of Mitch McGovern. Well, everyone knows I've got a crush on McGovern. Well, his first two weeks were just... Yeah, he's great. It was the biggest tease ever. It was the... It was the ultimate tease of how well he played. And then it was like, all right, well, we're going to take him away from you for the rest of the year. Yeah. The ultimate tease. Look, McGovern will need to play three VFL games. I think that's what I've decided. Yeah, no, I agree. He's going to play one on 50% match yeah. time. He's then going to play 75 and then he'll play a full match and hopefully he's ready to go. Yeah. Hopefully as well, we don't have any more injuries which force him yeah. to come in oh, early. You, you never know. 
But uh, well, Sam Durden's also I think available. Okay. Okay, he might play. You never know. Bolt, I think that's all we've got this week. Um, very very deflating loss. Terrible. Now, just go. before we end the show, how is the rest of the season shaping us for up for us? Do you still think that we will play finals football? Because you did a ladder predictor about a month ago, and you had us literally losing to Richmond, beating Frio, losing yeah, to I did, St Kilda. Didn't I? I you did. had that I exact did. trend happening. I did, but you still had us making the eight. Yeah. Well, I guess we're still fifth. We're a game clear. Not. Yeah, we're a game clear in percentage. Five percent. Four percent. It's going to be tight. As in, look, if we win those three, this West Coast game is as important as any game because it has to be a win. Yeah, if we lose to West Coast, I so, genuinely think we could miss out on so, finals because well, the, then you got Geelong. Yeah, so the, the West Coast Adelaide away, tough. West Coast and Adelaide on the road and the Giants at Marvel, those three have to be wins. And we should be okay because you probably back them in to pinch a Collingwood or a Geelong at the G. I like us against the Cats. Um, no Stewart helps. Yeah, I like it. I like the way we match up against Geelong a lot. Um, and then, you know, Melbourne, Brisbane. I, I think, look, I think we will make it. If I, I am we a betting it. man. And, you know, if I had to put money on a final eight, I would probably have us in it. certainly are a betting it. man. Yeah, <laughs> I would have us in it. But, you know, I just don't trust any. I just don't trust. I just... Well, it's, it's fair. Like, it's like you're waiting for It's the, fair, mate. For, it's for fair. We've... We've... Watched enough crap to know that it's always possible. Um, a little bit of a lighter note. Do you think it's doomsday? Just a question. Is it doomsday if we were to make finals and get knocked out first week? No, I don't think it's... Do- you know what that is for me? That's a really good season with a disappointing ending. Yeah. But, you know, for a team that hasn't played... This list has never played finals. This club hasn't played finals in nine years. So I think just making the finals and having a winning season with a winning record is a very good season because I didn't think we'd make it coming into the season. So I think just making the finals is a very good season. Winning, it's a bonus. I think they're definitely capable of winning a final if they were to get there. But no, I think finals is definitely... They've passed expectations just to make it. I just want to put it on record. Not Nothing to do with Carlson, but I'm pretty confident that Collingwood are going to get a home final. Yep. I think with their run, they're going to finish fifth or sixth. Yep. And I'm just as confident they'll be beaten in the first week. Just want to put that on record. Yeah. Collingwood, they'll get a home final and they'll be beaten in the first well, week. We might be at that game. That's... Would, I would not like to play them in the finals just because there is just so you much just said to they're going to lose their first final. Yeah, nah, oh. I, sorry, I'd like to play them from a team-on-team perspective, but the actual club, I would hate to play the club in oh, a final yeah. because f- if you lose losing, that... Yeah. Bolt, that's all we got this week. Thank you. No worries. And next week, yeah, it's gonna... you're, you're off to Perth. Off to Perth again. I've got... I'll be in Adelaide. I'll be in Brisbane. I've got I'm f- not going to be in Perth, though. No, it's fair enough. I've got the famous 6am flight heading over. Good luck. Safe flight. Though that airline crew must know me on the 6am shift. Yeah. But <coughs> that's all good. No, it's exciting. Breaks up. Something to look forward to at the end of the week. And hopefully this time... I enjoyed it last... I actually enjoyed it last time. So hopefully we go over there and... Get a win. win. Bolt, go Blues. Against the famous old dark moon.